Are you ready for some truth in home design? I bet you are. There's so much information. And when we spend hours browsing on Pinterest or scanning Instagram to get our inspiration, we can get lost in it all. We can find one thing that we appreciate, one style we appreciate, one thing that we love and are drawn in by. But then when it comes time to making our own choices, it gets really, really hard. Well, we're going to go there today and we're going to do that with curtains of all things. One teeny tiny little addition to your home can make a mighty impact. And it is something, it is one of my top five of things that I always tell my staging clients, my decorating clients, if you don't have curtains, you might be missing out. You might be missing a grand opportunity for a dramatic statement with such a teeny tiny little piece of fabric. (laughs) You are definitely going to want a notepad and a pen because there are things that you might want to write down. There's going to be a lot of information and you are probably going to want to take some notes so that you can remember the little points that pop out to you. All right, are you ready? Let's dive in. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget. Like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way. Like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. I want you to imagine for a second that you are getting ready for a long-awaited date night. You pick out your favorite dress, You opt for putting your converse aside and grabbing your cute little wedges. You've washed your hair and you're going to get to that in a minute, but you're putting on some makeup and you grab the bracelet, you grab your cute little cardigan or your jean jacket or whatever you're having for your overlayer and you look pretty cute. It's time to go. The babysitter's waiting and you run down the stairs ready to go and your hair hasn't been done. Your hair is a sopping, saggy, wet mess sitting atop your head, and it's not quite the look that you're going for. You probably wouldn't let that happen, right? You pulled off the cute look, but your hair, something is funky with your hair. (laughs) Girls, this is what having a dressed up living room, bedroom, dining room, what you pick the room, it doesn't matter, what having a dressed up room is like without the curtains. It is like having a room with wet, soggy, undone hair. Okay, I just nailed that truth bomb to you, <laughs> but now I need to flush it out. The reality is this. Curtains add a finishing layer, a finishing touch. It helps your room go from what looks pretty cute, pretty good, to over the top, complete. 
you remember that um, Jerry Maguire phrase, you complete me? Okay, let's just be dramatic and we're going to go there. <laughs> the curtains, they complete the room. They just do. There have been so many transformations I have made over the years that, you know, little tweaks here and there with the textiles, little different art arrangements, little different book arrangements, whatever. But the thing that has made one of the mightiest impacts, aside from paint, because we all know that's really number one, is curtains. Curtains can make the room go from meh to amazing. So that's why you should do curtains. Now, some of you might be saying, but okay, I have, I have shades already. I have blind. Okay, awesome. Good. Fantastic. Can you add curtains? with windows that already have blinds or shades? Yes, absolutely. If you listened last week to the layers episode, the fundamentals of layering, that adds an extra layer. And we all know layers are good. They create that cohesive look. But some of you might be thinking, but I have shades and I don't want to add anything else. Sometimes when you have just the shade on the window, you're actually accentuating the outline of the window. And taking away from, it's making a a really harsh line. So the curtains can create this softening effect around your window, but if you just have the shade, it can be really harsh, especially if you have a shade or a blind that doesn't have, that's on a window that doesn't have any wood wrapping. So if it's just a box out window frame and there's nothing around to make that window stand out, pop out, to accentuate it kind of like eyeliner, if we go back to that date night analogy, it can just make it feel a little jarring. And the curtains soften that. So my answer most always is think about the curtain. Think about adding one. I know you might, it might just be ornamental, but ornamental is a good thing. And sometimes if you have that shade or blind, you can use that for the light filtering. And of course, no homes are the same. So there are situations where you might have a window and the shade or the blind is really all that should be there. So for example, in my boy's bathroom, in the room that they have their sinks in, they have a window that we have a bamboo shade on. They don't have curtains in there. I don't want curtains in there, but it's all situational. And if you need help with that, be sure to reach out. You can email me at home at gmail.com or pop into my DMs, or just book a call. We can chat about it. Okay, so we know now why we should have curtains. But what if you already have curtains and you're thinking, yeah, I am golden, I am good, I've got the curtains, I'm set. Okay, I want you to think about this because there are some mistakes that could be happening with your curtains that could be making your room feel a bit off, that could be making your room feel a little askew, and addressing these is easier than you might think. So some things that we might think about if you walk into your room and it feels funky, it feels a little bit not quite the way you want it to feel, you're looking at several things. Of course, you're looking to see if there's a bully in your room. You're looking to see what the paint is doing. If you have a cohesive paint palette, you're looking to see furniture placement. You're looking to see if you have too much stuff, but you're also now looking at the curtains. How are the curtains hanging? Here, the most common mistakes I've seen, maybe one of these is yours. The curtains are too short. That is the most common mistake I see with window treatments, is that the curtains have been chosen, and they might be the most adorable curtains you could have chosen from a box store. 
But the truth about choosing curtains from a box store is that most often when you get them home, they are going to be hanging on your wall and they're going to just fall several inches too short. Very similar to the way capri pants are. Remember capris? You don't see them very much anymore, but they hit mid-shin. That is what 84-inch curtains do. And 84-inch curtains are generally the longest length you can get when you go to a box store. Another mistake I see are rods that are too thin or rods that are too thick. Sometimes I see rods that are hung too high or they are hung too low. Sometimes they are not wide enough or the curtains are not hung wide enough. Another thing is that the rod is now the bully in the room. Or the finial might say something about the room that the rest of the room doesn't want to say. It reads a little differently, maybe more traditional than the the aesthetic that is happening throughout the rest of the room. There are several mistakes that could be making your curtains feel a little bit wonky in your space. And so today we're going to be talking about five things to watch out for, five things to plan around in order to be intentional with the way that you choose your curtains. But the biggest thing I want you to remember is that before we ever go to the curtains, we have to start with the other stuff. It is more about choosing the behind the scenes things like the rods, the finials, the way that it's hung, than it is about choosing the curtain. The curtain is of course important, but we've gotta get the other stuff right first before we can choose the curtain that's right for your room. The first thing I want you to consider is choosing the right rod. We already mentioned that the rod could be an opportunity for it being a bully in the room. Sometimes this is an overlooked bully, but the finish of the rod is really important. And if you remember, one of the things that we can do to create a cohesive look is to make sure that we have repeated elements within the room. And that goes for the finish of the rod as well. I'm going to be really dramatic here and say if you chose an orange rod, which I've never seen an orange rod, but let's say you do, there should be something else orange within your room, right? Same thing goes if it is brass, if it is matte black, if it is wood, whatever that element is, whatever that finishing element is, is it repeated somewhere within the room? And if it is, then that rod will not be the bully. That rod should hang out perfectly happy. But the rod is really important to consider because it comes in different diameters. The thinner the diameter is better for a shorter window, a more narrow window. And the more wide the window is, the thicker the diameter can be. Imagine having a small, teeny tiny 18 inch window and you've got a really thick rod. That would look a bit out of place. Making sure your rod is the right size for your window isn't always as easy as just measuring the width of your window. To make the rod really fit your window, you need to measure the width and then add six to 12 inches on either side. How far out do you want your curtains to be? That needs to be in consideration. So if you have a 54 inch window, you don't want a rod that only extends to 54 inches. You want a rod that extends to at least 66 inches. That would be the minimum. So making sure that you have a rod that is long enough is really important. And most importantly, knowing how high to hang your rod should happen before you ever consider which curtains you're going to put on your wall, because you need to know how long you want those curtains to be. This is where it gets a little tricky. And this is where I want you to remember that it doesn't have to be perfect and that your 
style, your preference really matters. What looks good to you? What do you like? Remember that. But here are some generalities to keep in mind. Hanging your curtain rod 2 to 12 inches above the top of your window frame is kind of standard. There are a lot of nuances to that, depending on where your window placement is, how high your ceilings are, if you have offset windows. There are a lot of nuances to that that make this a little bit trickier than just saying four inches standard, six inches standard. It's all variable, right? Because each house is not the same. One of the things I normally start with, however, is I start with trying to place my rod six inches out from the outer edge of the window and six inches up. And where that line intersects is where my starting point is, generally speaking. Now, if I have a very short ceiling and if my six inches means that I am right at the ceiling, I don't like that. I don't like that look. You might, and actually hanging your curtain higher rather than lower is generally a standard that you could try to do. But sometimes having the rod, to me, to my eye, right at the ceiling looks funny to me. So if you have a short ceiling, try splitting the difference between the height of the window, the top of the window, and where the ceiling lands. But if you have an average ceiling, if your ceiling is a little bit higher, try starting your starting point at six inches to the outside edge of the window and six inches above and see how that feels. Do you need to raise it a little bit? Raise it but generally that's my starting point. Now here is a quick little rule of thumb. If you have two windows that are offset, meaning one is higher in your in your room and one is a little bit lower, what should you do? You should try to hang your curtains at the higher window height, no matter how low it is. So in my living room, for example, I have my sliding glass door and that window frame for that door comes a little bit lower than the actual window. But I've hung that curtain at the same height as the window because I want it to look like, I want it to appear like that opening is the same height. And it's a visual trick that can just draw your eye upward and outward just a little bit more. It makes your room feel a little bit more cohesive and put together. Um, and it won't be as jarring if they're the curtains are offset. The second thing you should consider before you even by the curtains, are your finials. Now, if you're not sure what a finial is, those are the teeny tiny little things that cap the edge of the rod. They can be super ornate or they can be super simple. But each one, even in their teeny tiny little state, has a lot to say about the overall aesthetic of your room. Some are more traditional, some say a little bit more whimsical, some say a little bit more classical, some are a little bit more modern. What is your aesthetic and do you know it well enough to be able to choose the finial that really complements your room style and doesn't act like a teeny tiny little bully drawing your attention in? There are so many different types of finials, but here are some of the most common and what they might say about your room. And do you want your room to say it? Keep that in mind. Some of the ones that are a little bit more traditional can be the ones that are scrolly. They have the little scroll work. They might have the fleur-de-lis. They are a little bit more traditional or classical. They are sometimes read a little bit timeless, but they also can make your room feel a little stuffier if you have an aesthetic that's a little bit more playful, a little more whimsical, 
or even a little bit more calming. If you have a wooden finial, and sometimes the wood can be a little bit carved, that can read fun, playful, bohemian. It can read a little less stuffy. It can be a little bit more cozy. It can say a lot of different things depending on what what else you put in your room. If you have a glass finial, it might say timeless, opulent, fancy. It might say classic. But if that is the only glass element within your room, that could be a little bit of a bully, even no matter how pretty it is. Or if you have one that doesn't have a whole lot of shape, that is just a simple round end, or maybe a little cap end, that could that can sometimes be the most translatable. It can be, it can complement any aesthetic that you put into your room. It, it can feel really timeless and can work really well with several different aesthetics. But just keep in mind when you are choosing your rod and your finial that that teeny tiny little piece of metal or wood or whatever finish it has at the end really matters and carries a lot of personality with it. That should be a very intentional choice in your home design. Okay, we have the rod, we have the finial. Are we ready to start talking about curtains yet? (laughs) Number three, we are, but we are not talking about which one to choose. We're talking about the style, the general style of it. And you guys, I wish this were easier, but there are so many different styles. I'm going to break it down to just kind of the most common. And this is really up to you. What do you want your style of curtain to say? Because just like everything else, just like those finials, each style says something. So being intentional about choosing the one that is really a reflection of your aesthetic is a good thing. Each style makes it so that the curtain hangs a little bit differently within your room. And you might like the way that your curtain hangs more than you like the style. So keep that in mind too when it's time to choose your curtains. Of course, doing a quick Google search, you're going to be able to see examples of these. I'm going to do my very best to describe it to you, but you might want to just do a quick Google search. So one of the most common types of curtains is the grommet curtain. A grommet is a metal ring that is sewn into the very top of the curtain and you slip the rod right through, and it does create a really nice ripple when the curtain is open or shut, but it's a really subtle ripple. And by ripple, I mean wave of the curtain. There is the tab curtain. This one's trickier to describe, but if you can imagine lots of little pieces of fabric that go over the rod, that the rod slips through, kind of like this. Picture some overalls, and you know the piece that fits over your shoulder, the shoulder strap? Imagine a lot of little pieces like that at the very top of your curtain. Those are called tabs, and the curtain rod would slip right through the tabs so that the curtain would hang a little bit lower than the rod, and that creates another type of a nice wave, a nice ripple, when the curtain is open or shut. It is a little bit wider of a wave, but the tab is something that might you might like or you might not. We also have the rod pocket and that is where you put the rod through the very back of the top edge of the curtain. <clears throat> There's a little slip that you just slide the rod right through but that creates a very dense wave, a very thick wave. There's not a whole lot of movement in that curtain like there would be for the, ro- the grommet or the tab curtain. 
and then you have the pleated. The pleated reads just a little bit more traditional, but if you are a sewer, you know there are so many different types of pleats. I'm just going to name a few. There is the box pleat, the tuxedo pleat, the pinch pleat, the pencil pleat, the goblet, the cartridge, the inverted, and there are more. <laughs> but those create just a little bit more formality in your in your uh, curtain, but they create also a, a more structured look so that when your curtain is open or shut, the ripple is a little bit more structured. And as you probably have already guessed, each one of these different styles of curtains reads a little bit differently. The pleated curtains read a little bit more classic, timeless, traditional. They, are, they could be a little bit more opulent, a little bit more fancy, whereas the grommet or the tab could be a little less fussy, a little bit more translatable to a common space. That's why really understanding your aesthetic is really important. Identifying that so that you know when it's time to choose curtains, when it's time to choose rods or finials, that these choices don't feel as overwhelming. So if you're still wondering, gosh, I don't know what my aesthetic is. What is she even talking about? And is that the same as like nautical style, farmhouse style, boho style? No, it is not. It is choosing the things, the little elements within those broader styles that you like, that you're drawn to. Go back and listen to episode six. We really dive into understanding and naming your aesthetic. I teach you how to do that in episode six. Okay, the fourth thing to consider when you are doing this broad thing called choosing your curtains. We've got the rod, we've got the finial, we have the style of curtain, and now it is time to start talking about the actual curtains. By their very nature, they are going to say something. It is this piece of fabric that is hanging on your wall and it's going to add or detract from what's happening already in your room. So if you've chosen your feeling word for your room, if you want it to feel cozy, you might choose to not grab the curtain that is really heavily patterned. The heavily patterned curtain might feel a little bit more playful or whimsical. It might have a little bit more energy that's putting out into the room. So how do you know what to choose in that sense? It all goes back to your aesthetic. It all goes back to understanding the feeling word that you've associated with that room, what you want your room to feel like, what you want people to feel like when they walk in. Is this a relaxing, calming, cozy space, or is this inviting play and fun and whimsy? Understanding that is going to help you understand if you should choose tone on tone, or if you should be a little bit more playful and vibrant. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but right now I want to make sure that you understand that sizing really matters. So if you have done all of the work with choosing your rod, you will be set up for understanding what length of curtains and what width of curtains to get. So generally speaking, wherever you have decided you're going to place your rod, remember that my starting point is generally six inches out from the edge of the window and six inches up. Maybe I like that, maybe I don't. But I'm going to I'm going to use that as a, my starting point. From there, I am going to measure where that rod is down to the floor and you have lots of options here. You can pull your curtain heavily. You can pull it slightly. You can have it go right at the edge of the floor. You can have it go up an inch. That is all personal preference. Now, it doesn't make sense for me and my family with the zoo that we are living with, with my three children and my three animals, <laughs> to have 
pooling curtains. <laughs> the cats, as they, as they already are, love the curtains and they hang out by them often, which means I have to clean my curtains often. I don't mind that. But I would mind if they were dragging their curtains with them every time they snuggled behind them. <laughs> so my curtains hang right at the base of the floor or an inch higher. That is practically speaking, but you might really love the look of the pooling. How much pooling do you like? Keep that in consideration when you're measuring from the top of the rod where you think your rod's going to go down to the floor. Now, you might be limited. You might not want to do custom curtains. The custom curtains are really expensive. They can be really expensive. So a couple things to keep in mind when you're trying to fit the curtain to the rod height and the floor height that you want without breaking the bank, here are some things to consider. Number one, can you fudge the height of the rod? You've heard me say that sometimes you can split the difference between the height of the ceiling and the height of the window. Can you fudge that a little bit one way or the other in order to get the length of curtain you want? Sure. You've heard me also say that sometimes the starting measurement is six inches out and six inches higher. We have the whole generality of where you can hang your curtain. It can be anywhere between two and 12 inches in height. It's kind of the standard, the guideline. But remember, guidelines are not rules. These are just guidelines. So if yours only goes five inches above your your the height of your window and it doesn't start at six inches out and six inches higher, that's okay. If your curtain has to sit one inch above the floor, that's okay. You can fudge those numbers just a little bit in order to reach your price point. But here's a couple of ways that you can elongate your curtains without breaking the bank. You can get a rod pocket curtain, which is the one that has the curtain rod, um, the slit behind the curtain that you slip the rod through. But then you can buy the curtain rings and those curtain rings are going to add about two inches to the height of your curtains. I did this in my playroom with an over-the-counter 84 inch, which I always say is a no-no, pair of curtains. Now that 84 inches, because that ceiling height was lower, that was almost right. My curtains were just a little bit short. And so I added the rings and those rings made the curtains sit exactly where I want them, which is right at the floor. That is a really good way to add a little bit of length. Another trick for adding length is just adding a color block to a pair of neutral curtains. Let's say you have a cream curtain, but you want a blue accent, add a color block, meaning you might need to sew a little bit, but you can add on four, six, eight inches to extend the length. Another quick tip is to buy your curtains from Ikea. Generally, they are at least 96 inches, but generally 108. 108 inches is really very generous and most often will be long enough. So what happens if you're not a sewer and 108 just means so much pooling? You're gonna have to take it in. But if you're not a sewer, go to the craft store and you can buy some hemming tape. And it's just an iron-on. You just measure it out and you iron where you want the hem to be and create the length that you want. Keep in mind too, if you need a longer curtain, don't disregard your favorite box store. One of my favorite ones for home decorating is Target. It is definitely my price point, but I know that I will not be able to get what I need in person 
but their selection online is extensive and they oftentimes have the sizing that you need that is not a custom made piece. Those are just a few ways you can extend the length of a curtain in a way that fits your wallet as well as your window. Okay, the last thing to consider when you are choosing curtains is how to make them look cohesive. So we already chatted briefly about this idea that if you want your room to feel cozy and warm and inviting and you love a Scandinavian look, that naturally you probably would gravitate away from a very bold pattern, right? So understanding your aesthetic is key for choosing a cohesive look. But I want you to think about this. When you have your color palette laid out and your color palette is that formula that is meeting the 60% foundation color and maybe the 30% um, accent color and a 10% pop of color that equals 100. And that is your color formula. Using that guide of the color formula when you go and choose your curtains is a good thing and will help you to create a cohesive look. Maybe you want the foundation of your curtain to be the same as the foundation of your wall color, your 60%. I call that look tone on tone, and that can create a really soft look in your home. It can be really classic and cozy and can create a feeling of warmth. But if you have a pop of color, your 10%, for example, that is in your color palette for your whole room, and if you have that as the foundation of your curtain, that is going to be opposite. It is going to be playful and fun and vibrant. So keeping in mind what you want your room to say is important. Do you want it to be more cozy and calm? Then choose tone on tone. The background of your curtain should be the 60% of your color palette. Or if you want it to be more playful and fun, choose your 10% and let that be the background of your curtain to be the pop of color. Making sure though that whatever you do, you have those colors represented throughout your room so that you don't end up having a bully unnecessarily. And if you are still scratching your head and you're thinking, what is she talking about with choosing a, co a color palette? I want you to go and find the episode. I can't remember which one it is, but we talk about choosing a color palette that flows seamlessly throughout your home. Using the formula, you can all wrap your minds around. Another way to create a cohesive look is having the curtains within your room be the same. Same with the rods. You want them to be the same within your room. But here's another way to create a little bit more cohesive cohesiveness within an open concept area. So for example, if you are standing in my dining room, you will see my library. You can also see the living room. So standing in one vantage point, I have a sight line of three different rooms. In those three different rooms, if I have the same elements, the same curtain rods, the same finials, the same curtains, it is going to create a unified look, a cohesive look, a look that feels intentional. Because that color palette has been extended throughout the whole open concept area where there are no shut doors, the same thing goes with the curtains and all of the elements that apply. All right, you guys, that was a lot of information. Five things to think about when you are, in fact, choosing curtains. The mistakes to look out for, but the five things to consider. You want to consider 
not the curtains first. You want to consider the rods, those teeny tiny little finials that pack a punch of personality. You want to consider the style of curtains, the curtains themselves and how they hang, and a quick few tips for how to make them extend the length without extending your wallet, and of course, how to make it all cohesive. I hope you were able to take some of those notes so that when it's time for you to choose your curtains, you can choose with confidence. And if you need any help, please reach out. That's what I'm here for. You can reach me on my website, figandfarmathome.com, underneath the tab coaching, where you can book a call and we can chat about your curtains. And I have a free gift for you before you go. If you want to know the five things I always tell all of my home staging and home decorating clients, five things that they can do to elevate the look of their home in one weekend, come grab that at bit.ly forward slash five, the number five, home secrets. One of them on the list is what we talked about today, adding curtains, because they make a mighty punch in a big way. But there are four more. Do you know what they are? All right. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. As always, I had such a blast hanging out with you, and I look forward to next time. See you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.